Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So... What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I was trying my best not to look Tamara in the eye in case she directed her impatience at me. We'd been waiting for Victor for a good half hour, and Tamara hates to be kept waiting. Waiter! Give me your finest bottle of Chateauneuf de Pup. I want to celebrate tonight. A brilliant choice, miss. I'll be right back with our finest bottle. Already spending money we haven't earned yet? <sighs> Just the Tamara I know. I mean... Who am I to judge? It's her money, really. I'm just the brains behind the business. But sometimes, I just wish she'd spend more responsibly. The business could use a good injection of fresh capital. And if she'd redirect her spending into our business idea, we might not even need a big investor. We could start small, like I advised. Before I could finish my inner monologue, Tamara clicked her fingers at me. Leo! Uh, I'm sorry, what? I said, I want to buy a bunch of crypto, and then I'll get myself an apartment at Cabano San Lucas, and the moment we hit our first target, I'm buying a yacht. Just a small one, nothing too ostentatious. Yeah, because owning a yacht and paying a small fortune just to park it somewhere isn't ostentatious at all. That was about the time that Victor finally arrived. He smiled and winked at Tamara, but when he turned to me, his face grew somber. <sighs> Sorry, pal. I don't think I even need to sit for this. So, basically, you're screwed. I've been trying to tell you this whole time. I should be the face of the company. But you never listen. I have the face. You can't even talk straight, and you're really awkward around people. I'm the better salesman. So I took your idea, and I'm selling it under my name. I hear our investor's a hot mama, so I bet she's gonna fall for my charms, no questions asked. Thanks for the help, pal. But with your dorkiness, you're never going to win over any kind of investment. I'm cutting you out. It's best I take it from here. 
What are you talking about? Tamara will be my witness. She knows how much of all this is my work. Victor's right. I expected Victor was going to do this type of stuff. He was just that kind of guy. But I never really thought he'd go so far as to steal other people's work. But most importantly, neither did I ever think that Tamara, the one girl I loved, the one girl I've always been loyal to, would stab me in the back so quickly. Oh, don't look so surprised. You know I admire ambition. And Victor has a lot of it. That's what you lack. Ironic how your name's Leo, but you have the personality of a golden retriever. No matter how good you are at ideas, you lack a killer instinct. And the drive. I have no respect for you. I can only respect a man who's willing to do whatever it takes to achieve his goals. Just like how I did everything, absolutely everything to stay loyal to you, to help you, to bring my ideas to fruition so we could launch a successful business together. I wanted to say all of that. I wanted to make her see how horrible she'd been to me despite my unwavering love for her. All this time. But I couldn't. I never could articulate what was in my head verbally. Perhaps they were both right. But it still wasn't right that only they were going to profit off of my hard work. You look like you're about to cry, Leo. Pathetic. You've always been pathetic. And that's why I've been secretly seeing Victor for weeks now. In fact, I helped him solidify this hostile takeover. Bet you didn't even suspect that, huh? You're just too trusting. You're just... <sighs> You're not good enough anymore. Victor is the kind of guy who will do well in business. He's a shark. And you, poor unfortunate Leo, you're a sad little guppy. Tamara stood, threw her napkin onto the table, and got ready to leave. I'll be Victor's representation tonight. No need for you to come to the presentation. Goodbye forever, Leo. I had to pay for the bottle of Chateauneuf de Poupe nobody even got to open and my credit cards were just about maxed out. In any case, I just gave it to the couple next to our table. They seemed to be having a much better time than I was. I'll remember the image of her leaving me that night, how she so casually flipped her hair and smiled at Victor as she entered his car, as if she hadn't just broken off a long-term relationship as if it was nothing. Victor, on the other hand, will remember that night for something else entirely. While driving to the investors' meeting, he asked Tamara he'd been itching to ask the moment they left the restaurant. Did you remember to grab the USB? The what? Oh! <laughs> oh! That was how Tamara found herself back in my apartment. She was crying when I opened the door. I'm sorry! It was a huge mistake! I... I only said those things because Victor threatened me! You know how he is! How could he be? I... He's trapped me, I promise you. I never wanted to say those things. You know I love you. I believe you. And I know. I, I figured it out. Please, forgive me. I promise I'll make everything right again. I just have to make things go smoothly tonight. And I promise you, I'll make everything right. And as Tamara kissed me and held me in a tight embrace... She reached behind me and pulled a USB out of my laptop. Then she wiped her tears and straightened her dress out. She breathed a deep breath. I have to go now. 
If I don't, Victor will be suspicious. Yeah. No, of course. Go. Kick butt out there. She ran out and hopped into Victor's car. I'd know that obnoxious revving sound anywhere. They met with our investor, and Tamara talked her ears off as Victor struggled to get the whole setup figured out. He spent a good five minutes just trying to connect his laptop to the projector, and when he finally managed to get it working, he stumbled around with his laptop after he plugged in the USB Tamara had stolen from me. Suddenly, nothing seemed to be working right. We can reschedule if tonight is too soon for you to do the presentation. Tamara saw that the investor was starting to get impatient. She kept looking at her watch. So she swooped in to distract her. Victor is such a genius. I promise you, if you invest in this venture, not only will he double your initial investment, he'll do it in a year. And the way he's just done this whole business plan, well, I've never seen anything like it. He did all this by himself. Yeah, yeah, Victor this, Victor that. Would be nice if Victor could also do the presentation all by himself. At this rate, it'll be midnight before he gets the file open. Do you need me to ask my assistant to help you? Tick. Talk. Should have rescheduled. I promise you, Victor will have it all ready in a bit. Tamara started hissing at her new boyfriend. Victor! Victor, what are you doing? I don't know. Something's up with my stuff. Don't give me that look. The investor clicked her hands and her assistant began to gather her things, readying her boss to leave the premises. <laughs> I'm so sorry I took a while. I should have informed you that I was on my way. Leo? Uh, Leo? Leo? What are you doing here? I ignored them. Tamara and Victor both tried to get me to leave. But to me, they didn't exist anymore. How... How did you know we were even here? How did you find out where we were going to take the meeting? Because I told him. Did you really not think I wouldn't find it unusual that you walked in here without your project head? I vet the companies I invest in. Now, Leo, I don't have much time. I have a flight to Prague in an hour, and your dimwit colleagues have already wasted what precious few minutes we have. They're not my colleagues anymore, ma'am. Earlier tonight, they tried to steal my files to sell them to you without my consent. <sighs> I figured as much, but that's great news. I didn't like either of them anyway. I had a GPS tracker in that USB you have in your hand. By the way, Victor, the moment you inserted it into your laptop, all your files got deleted. Yeah, even those photos of you where you were trying so hard to flex your abs that one summer in Greece... Uh, even those photos of my ex-girlfriend you kept in there? Yeah, I knew. The whole time. And you. You didn't really think I'd fall for those tears, did you, Tamara? You may have fooled me once, but you're not that good of an actress. Consider taking some acting classes while you wait tables at the cafe you like so much. Because after all this is over, that's the only place you'll ever be able to work at. You wanted a shark. Have fun getting bitten. This is just so fascinating. The investor clapped her hands, delight on her face as she saw two people she despised being chewed alive. I have never seen this kind of passion from you, Leo. Absolutely fantastic. That's what I like to see in a young businessman. And you know what? Let's not bother doing the presentation here. 
Do you have a passport? A passport, ma'am? You can do the presentation once we're comfortably up in the air. I'm taking you to Prague. I left those two stunned, without a job and without anyone to use. They were nothing. Meanwhile, I learned to speak my mind, and my life was all the better for it. Hi everyone, I'm Aiden. I'm going through the worst time of my life. I know this sounds awful, but I spent all of my parents' money on mobile games. I really wish I hadn't. I want to tell you my story so you won't make the same mistakes as me. On my 13th birthday, my parents presented me with a huge gift box. My dad said, Aiden, we love you so much, you really deserve this present. I opened the box right away. It was a PlayStation 4. For most kids my age, this would have been a dream gift, but I wasn't happy. I told my parents, you don't know me at all. When was the last time you saw me playing a video game? Of course, that really hurt them. Back then, I wasn't into video games at all. For me, sitting in front of a screen and hitting buttons for hours seemed really stupid. I looked down on gamers. I was angry at my parents for thinking I was one of those kids. Obviously, they didn't deserve such a reaction. My parents aren't rich, so I was aware that it wasn't easy for them to get me such an expensive gift. But as I said earlier, for some reason I used to hate video games back then. After a few weeks, when my dad saw that I didn't even touch that PlayStation, he sold it on eBay. I liked playing outside. My best friend Sean lived nearby. We'd always hang out together. Back then, I didn't even have a cell phone, but Sean had not only a phone, but also a tablet and a laptop. But he wasn't into video games either. We'd usually play basketball in his backyard or ride our bikes around the lake. One day, something happened. We were racing each other to the lake. The road was slippery and Sean lost control of his bike and crashed into a tree. He was taken to a hospital where the doctors found fractures in both of his legs. That meant he wouldn't be able to get out of bed for a long time. I visited Sean every day after school. We usually watched something online. Meanwhile, Sean got into Minecraft as a way to pass the time. He got hooked really quickly. He would keep playing even while I was visiting him, so I would just sit there and watch him. I'd heard of Minecraft, but I had no idea what it was all about. It was a really fun game. Just like Sean, I was quickly hooked. I would rush to his place after school. And we'd played Minecraft together for hours. I really wanted to play at home as well, but the only electronic device I owned was a laptop I got from my cousin when he went away to college and it was too old for Minecraft. I had to find another solution fast. My dad is an ambulance driver and my mom is a nurse in the emergency room. Their jobs required both of them to work several night shifts each week. Because they were so tired from working all night, they spent almost all day sleeping. One morning, I ran into my mom as I was leaving for school. She was coming home from her shift. I'm so exhausted, I need to get some sleep, she said, and gave me a kiss. I went to Sean's after school. We played Minecraft for hours, as usual. Then I came home. My mom was still asleep. I realized that I could play Minecraft on her phone. I couldn't see her phone lying around, so I went into her bedroom. My mom is a deep sleeper. She didn't hear me come in. I took her phone and went back to my room. I unlocked her phone because I knew her code and downloaded the trial version of Minecraft. I played all night. I was in such a good mood, I decided I would play whenever my mom was asleep. 
but the trial version was only good for a month. What would happen then? I couldn't ask my parents to buy me the game after the way I reacted when they bought me the PlayStation. For days after my birthday, I would tease them, saying, what will you get me next year, an Xbox or a Nintendo? Now, there was no way I could ask them to buy me Minecraft. I checked the Play Store to see how much it cost. It wasn't that expensive. I could hit buy and download it just like that. I could barely stop myself. I was wondering if my mom was checking all the transactions on her credit card statement. It wouldn't be a big purchase. She might not even notice it. I decided to go for it. I pressed buy. However, I got an alert on the phone saying, confirm fingerprint to continue. No way! It turned out I needed my mom's fingerprint to complete the payment process, and only my mom could do that. I was devastated that I couldn't buy the game, but that was it. I had to go back to playing Minecraft. At least, I could keep playing the trial version for a month. Then, unfortunately, I had a terrible idea. I could just use my mom's finger while she was sleeping. I was sure she wouldn't even notice and sleep through it. Once my grandmother called my mom while she was sleeping after working the night shift, she didn't hear her phone even though it was right next to her. Finally, I went into the bedroom and answered it myself. You see, when my mom works the night shift, she goes into this really deep sleep the next day, and I was going to take advantage of that. I went into the bedroom. Mom was sleeping like a baby. I took her finger very carefully and pressed it against the phone. Bingo! The purchase went through. My mom was still sleeping. That day, I was so proud of myself for thinking of this, but I really regret it now. Sean had soon recovered from his accident, but we weren't going outside anymore because we were both addicted to games. All we did was play. Sean's family was well off, so he didn't have the same problems with money. He could buy any game he wanted. He could also do as many in-game purchases as he liked. I, on the other hand, was only able to play the free games. One night, I was playing Clash of Clans on my mom's phone. I was really annoyed. I couldn't get to the same level as Sean because I couldn't spend money. I decided to do the same thing I did for Minecraft. My mom had worked the night before, so she was passed out. I could pull off the same trick again. And I did. I went into her bedroom. I took my mom's finger gently and pressed it against the phone, just like the last time the payment went through. Clash of Clans cost quite a bit more than Minecraft. But still, my mom didn't say anything about it. Apparently, she wasn't checking her credit card transactions. I was relieved when I realized I wasn't going to get caught. There was another game I was curious about. It was time to buy that one. Do I need to spell it out? I used the same method, and it was as easy as pie. For a while, I didn't buy anything else, but I couldn't stop myself for long. It was as if I had the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. The devil kept saying, It's so easy. You can spend as much money on games as you want. Go ahead, do it. Pushing me to do it again, the angel was saying, if you get caught, your family would be so upset. This is wrong. Don't waste money on games. As you might have guessed, I listened to the devil. That night, I bought four more games. I was now just like Sean. I could spend as much money as I wanted. I was feeling so great about myself. My mom doesn't know much about technology, but I still wanted to be careful. I put all the games I downloaded on her phone into a folder. Then, using an app, I set a password to protect the folder, so my mom would never be able to see any games on her phone. From then on, I completely lost control. I was looking forward to my mom's night shifts. I was buying 20 different games while she was asleep. I was spending hundreds of dollars each time, and my poor mom had no idea. I bought a ton of games over several months. Because of my parents' night shifts, we almost never ate dinner together. One night, all three of us were at the table. My mom looked really happy. She said, 
Aiden, we have important news for you. Your dad and I quit our jobs at the hospital today. We're planning to start a retirement home. We are going to have a family business. I was so surprised. My dad smiled and said, This was our biggest dream. We've been saving for this for years and we've finally found the courage to go through with it. I was getting really excited too. I said, This is great news and hugged them both. But the next day when I came home, my mom was crying. I said, Mom, what's wrong? She didn't answer. My dad was so angry with me. You destroyed us. How could you do something so irresponsible? I'm going to disown you. You cannot be my son. You're not my son, he yelled. I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, Mom, what's going on? My mom explained, We went to the bank today. We wanted to get some money to incorporate our business. But you spent all the money we've saved on games. Because it was a debit card, I wasn't receiving any statements from the bank. We were shocked when the bank clerk said I had only $37 in my account. I couldn't believe it. I said, Mom, I couldn't have spent all of the money. What's a debit card? How is it different from a credit card? Mom said, Unlike a credit card, a debit card has no spending limit. The debit card that was linked to the Play Store was directly connected to my bank account. All of our money was in that account. You spent it all. We just quit our jobs. What are we going to do now? And started crying again. Even though this sounds incredible, this is exactly what happened. I spent all the money my family has worked for years to save on mobile games. My parents have refused to talk to me since that day. Even if they're able to forgive me one day, I know I will always feel guilty. I still can't believe I was able to do something so terrible. Oh, my sweet little Jake. I'm glad you're back. I missed you so much. These were the first few words I heard from my mom after a seriously long sleep. But why couldn't I move my body? Oh, my God. Was I paralyzed? A doctor appeared and told me everything. Oh, Jesus. I'd been in a coma for five months. Yeah, you heard me right. Not five days, not five weeks, but five freaking months. The good news was that I wasn't paralyzed. I just needed some therapy to strengthen my muscles. So you're probably wondering how I ended up in a coma. Me too. So I asked my mom. Sweetie, you had your headphones on and you were singing along to some tune. You were so loud I could hear you outside while I was gardening. So I waved at you to quiet down, but you tripped over your sneakers, fell out the window, and knocked your head on the flower pot. What? That was so dumb. Why couldn't it have been something cool like I took on a mugger or tackled a shark or something, huh? Anyway, therapy became the norm for me. But where were my dad, my girlfriend Jenny, and my best friend Ben? None of them visited me, not even once. And they were all ignoring my calls and messages. I asked mom about it and she told me dad was on a business trip. Ben had moved towns and I'd already broken up with Jenny before the coma. Huh? We'd broken up? That couldn't be. I didn't remember us breaking up. In fact, the last thing I do remember was sending her a cheesy meme of a cat and telling her she was perfect. <laughs> Boy, this sucked. Finally, I was discharged from the hospital. My first stop was Jenny's house. I pounded on the door and eventually she stuck her head out and said, J Jake? You're awake? Yeah, exactly. I'm awake. I asked her why we'd split up, and she shook her head and told me we hadn't. The only reason she hadn't answered my calls was that she thought it was a joke. Then she told me to go home, as she was busy at the moment, and then she closed the door on me. Weird. But at least we hadn't broken up. Maybe she was nervous. Oh, 
and she wanted to do her hair and makeup to look pretty in my eyes. Well, that must be it. It made total sense now. <laughs> Girls are weird sometimes. So I had school tomorrow, but I knew I needed to catch up on the happenings of the world first. So I went online and did some research. What? Pass me the tissues as I was about to cry. My favorite TV show, Supernatural, was over. For real this time? Oh my god. After 15 years, how could they? Oh wow, there was more. Trump wasn't the president anymore. And what's with all this dancing on TikTok? It all gave me a headache, so I went to bed. The next morning at school, I walked into class, and everyone rushed over to me and hugged me and high-fived me. Well, except for Ben. Jeez, talk about a lousy friend. But hang on, wasn't he of meant to move towns? So having my charm, good looks, sporting talents, and the hottest girlfriend in the school made me a super popular guy. No wonder everyone seemed so delighted to see me. It was good to be back. But then my teacher arrived, glared at me, and told me I was in the wrong class. I'd been pushed back to junior year because I'd missed too much school. What? I couldn't graduate with my classmates? Bummer. I sat down with these juniors and oh god. It looked like Dwayne The Rock Johnson was sitting in a kindergarten class. They all look like little kids in comparison to me. I've never been so relieved for lunch break in all my life. I hurried to the canteen and saw Jenny, so I hugged her from behind. Huh? Why did she have a balloon under her shirt? I stared at her belly in shock. Yup, my girl was pregnant. She burst into tears and started apologizing. The room started to spin and before I knew it, I'd fainted. I woke up in the hospital, again. I was seriously getting sick of this place. The doctor said I should take it easy and avoid stress at any cost. Oh well, I just found out my girlfriend was pregnant after I woke up from a freaking coma. Tell me how am I supposed to not be stressed now? After that, mom took me home. Dad was there. It was so good to see him. I hugged him, but he gave me this awkward look and told me he was only there to pick up some things. Huh? Where was he going now? And that's when my parents told me the shocking news. They were divorced. What? I mean, I knew they argued sometimes, but this was absurd. Something must have happened while I was in a coma. And what's with my dad's attitude? He barely looked at me. This was weird. It felt like I'd woken up from my coma in a parallel universe or something. Little did I know that it was about to get a lot crazier. The next day at school, I saw Ben's car pull up in front of the entrance. Then he opened the passenger door and helped Jenny get out. Oh, hell no. Now everything was clear. I ran toward them and did a Mortal Kombat punch right in Ben's nose. Damn, it felt good. But it did land us both in detention. I had to sit in a room with that jerk for an entire hour. I couldn't hold it in anymore and needed to confront him. He just shrugged and replied, We thought you were never going to wake up again. Jenny was devastated, so I took care of her for you. Was he serious? He took care of her by getting her pregnant? <laughs> Great job, buddy. There was no way I was ever talking to him again, and I was kicking him out of the basketball team. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I'm the captain. The next day I strolled into practice and shouted, Yo, your captain's back, and he will lead this team to victory. I expected cheers, but nope, they all stayed quiet and stared down at their feet. Then the coach came over and told me I was off the team for a whole six months, doctor's orders. And guess who the new captain was? Yeah. No other than my amigo, Ben. Let me get this straight. I was in a coma, so my best pal Ben over here stole not only my girl, but also my position as captain? Wow. Someone put me back in my coma, please, thanks, because this life sucks. No wonder my mom told me he'd moved away. I wish he had. I was so mad and I needed to talk to somebody, so I went to my dad's house. 
I was about to knock on the door when I heard voices between my dad and a woman coming from inside the house. I sneaked over to the window and started to film them on my phone. But wait a minute, this wasn't some random chick. It was Jenny. We can't hide this from Jake forever. Nonsense, he'll never find out unless you tell him, so keep up the act. Here's the money for this month, now go. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. Okay, let me put all the pieces together. My dad had an affair with Jenny and the baby was his. So my mom found out and divorced him. Then she lied to protect me. But dad didn't want the baby, so Jenny tricked Ben into believing it was his. Now everything makes sense. Luckily, I had the footage of his traitorous antics. So it was time to threaten him with it. After all, being a local politician, the last thing he would want was for this to get out. I set up a fake email and attached the video with the message, I know your dirty secret and I'm going to make you pay. He immediately replied that he would pay me $10,000 for the footage. I told him to meet me in the park at midnight to discuss it. I also sent the video to Jenny and told her that unless she wanted this to go viral, she had to go to the park. I got there early and spent a couple hours hiding in a bush while I waited for them. They looked surprised when they saw each other, but nothing prepared them for me hobbling out of the bush. Ouch, leg cramp, and saying, Well, what do we have here? My dearest father and my loving girlfriend having a baby together. I took my phone out and continued. How could you do this to me and mom? I thought it's only right the world get to see this and learn what you're really like. My dad begged me to stop, but I was so mad. So mad that I was about to upload it from my phone when Jenny suddenly shouted. Will you just tell him the truth already? Oh God, there was more? My dad sighed and began to tell me everything. Brace yourselves, it's more dramatic than a soap opera. My parents didn't divorce because of Jenny. They had issues for a while but only stayed together for me. So without me around, they split for good. But dad wasn't having an affair. The baby wasn't his and it wasn't Ben's either. Nope, it was mine. But dad knew his son becoming a dad at such a young age would look bad for his career. So he was paying Jenny to fool Ben into thinking it was his baby. Oh my God, these people were mad. This was too much to deal with, so I ran out of there. I locked myself away in my room and tried to figure it all out. The coma had been bad. But the worst part of it all was that the people I cared about most in the world betrayed and lied to me. The next day, Jenny came to my house and asked if we could get back together. Of course I agreed. Ha, just kidding. My actual answer was, hell no, not in a million years. I mean, come on, let's do the math, shall we? First, she left me for money, and second, she had an affair with my best friend. We were over for good, but I will continue to support her and always be there for our kid. Ben tried talking to me a few times, but I don't want to hear anything he has to say. There's no way I'm ever being friends with that lying jerk ever again. I'm still annoyed that mom lied to me, but I guess I don't blame her. She did it with the best intentions. And she just wanted to protect me. Besides, when the going got tough, she was the only one who stayed by my side. As for dad, it's going to take a long time for me to fully forgive him, but I'm trying. I mean, he did some pretty awful things, but at the end of the day, he's still my dad. So that's pretty much it. Crazy, right? Akoma took everything from me, but also revealed the true faces of the people around me. Now I've decided to follow two rules in my life. One, be extra careful of who I put my trust in. And two, never sing near an open window ever again.